Welcome fans to OldGoatRadio.com's coverage of Manuel High School football. Tonight, Manuel travels out to the home of the Warriors, the Western Warriors, on Rockford Lane off of Dixie Highway. And Western is getting ready to kick off to Manuel to open this game. Welcome, and uh, this is Buzz Frank along with David Wright. Terrell Smith has it teed up, and Jalen Carter fields it at the 10. Set up the return up the right side, slips one tackle, across the 30. He'll be brought down at the 32, and that's where the Crimsons will take over. Good, tough run. It, the return started up the middle, and there really wasn't anything there, and Jalen Carter cut it to the outside. Got pretty good yardage, moved the ball up just at the 30-yard line. I think they're going to put the nose of the ball right on the 30. Manuel with their white jerseys, red pants. First time we had that look this year. Western with the green helmets, which a really nice decal on the right side, and then uh, black with green numbers outlined in white. Not quite as, as gaudy of a green as we saw a couple years ago, but still an attractive helmet on, on Western. They're coached uh, by Tory Shinholster. Manuel lines up in the eye, and they've got Carter in the slot to the left. Long snap count for Britt. Play action pass. He rolls right. He's going to pull this one down and run, and he gets it out to the 37-yard line. Good block out for Britt out in front there by uh, Andre Teague, who was kind of out in the flat for a pass, but everybody was covered, and he just turned around and became a blocker, and, and Britt did a nice job tucking that one in. I think Coach Carmony with Manuel's uh, run-first attitude and as much as they keep it on the ground thought, maybe we can surprise them with a pass. Western stayed home and played it pretty well. It was good for eight yards, so it's second and two. The ball at the Manuel 38. This time it's Cosby out of the wild goat formation. And the handoff goes to Carter. He slipped in out of the tailback. He's across the 50, out of bounds at the 45. Boy, I'll tell you what, just a huge hole opened up that time. Number 67, Joe Gressett was one of the blockers out there. Number 58, Shevin Kennedy, along with number 74, Dalen Horton, all got good blocks in on that. Uh, one of the captains tonight, number 61, Connor Shears, also and uh, just a good job all the way around by the offensive line that time. A huge hole. Manual in Western Territory. It's first and 10 on the 46. Pretty good start. And look at this. We've got Floyd going out at wide receiver this week. Wow. So. <laughs> and Cosby, well, they're in that wild goat formation. Why not? It's Cosby out of the gun. A long snap count. And then he send Carter in motion right. He'll take the jet sweep to the right. Across the 45, Floyd with a good block, springs him across 35, 30. He may be gone across the 20, 10. They won't catch him. Jalen Carter from 46 yards out. Well, Dave, when, you, when you've when you got a wide receiver like Jalen Carter and you don't throw it to him, throw the ball that much, you decide that maybe I'll, we, we need to find a way to get him the ball. And so out of the wild goat formation, he gets the carry a couple of times and some good blocks again all the way across the manual line, and that resulted in a touchdown it was for one the thing Crimson's. It was missing last week was hard to get. Uh, of course, they didn't throw much. They didn't mm -hmm. get Carter much involved in the offense. In the first minute here, Buzz, that's changed a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they haven't thrown to him yet, but he's carried the ball twice. So he's Manuel's leading rusher on the night. So Nuts. top on for the PAT. And a, got a late arrival. I yeah. hope he's going to carry a note with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised there wasn't a coach chasing him all the way out there. Kick is up, and it's good. 10.50 yeah. to go, first quarter, manual 7, Western 0. Good snap, good hold, and Cop put it through. It, it's something that you certainly don't want to uh, 
have a delay a game on an extra point or something like that. So Manuel had enough time to get lined up and get out there. Western comes into this game with a two and three record. They started out two and zero, oh, and then they've kind of fallen on hard times. And the way this game started, those hard times may be continuing on. Manuel comes in four and zero oh, after a, a shutout of a good Ballard team last week. Manuel looking to improve to five and zero. Oh. That was one common opponent uh, this far in the season is the Ballard Bruins. Mm-hmm. Bruins beat uh, Western here. No, actually out at. at Ballard a couple weeks ago, 42-6. to six. I know you can't compare scores. There's no. not much to read from that. But that's the one common opponent so far. Well, we, we also, well look, there was Seneca as well. There you go. So. And especially at this time of year, it's hard to compare scores because teams change so much from week to week early in the season. You're just kind of getting a feel. Unlike like the NFL or places like that. And uh, got a note that uh, you're having a hard time hearing you out there, Dave. So we're gonna we're gonna check the controls here and see what we've got. Dave's fans were clamoring. I, I I've got a text here. More Dave, less buzz. The kickoff sails deep from Cop, and it's gonna be returned by Western. And that's number number ten from Western. That's gonna be Greg Jones. Greg Jones, a junior, and he got the ball out to about the 20-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 Western as they'll take over. Manuel up 7 to nothing early. From my vantage point, it's a little hard to see the scoreboard. So can't not much on giving you time here because I can't see anything. Can you hear me now, Buds? 10.42 to go first quarter. I, I still I hear you, but I don't know if you're coming through on my earphones or not, Dave. I'd, gotten a text from our producer John Wright who's back at uh, Goat Central well we have changed mics hand off straight at the middle not much going there yeah just the whole interior of the manual defense was right right there and stopped that one beginning with uh, Sean Pleasant and also number 16 Keenan Bilyeu Bilyeu a 6'2", 217 pound D-line senior. It's going to be second and nine for Western. They got a gain of about one. Quarterback is number six, Tyon Pearson, the junior. As they work out the shotgun, second and nine. Pearson looking to his left, overshoots everybody, so it's going to bring it third and long. Yeah, really didn't have much to shoot for there, Dave. Actually, he threw into double coverage. Good job by Marcus Floyd playing one cornerback and also number 35 from his safety position, Keon Ferris. And the ball was overthrown, but there was not much of a chance of completing that pass, to be honest with you. So it's going to bring up third and nine for the Warriors. 10-0-2 to go, first quarter. I think we have our technical difficulties under control. Pearson stays with that spread formation. He's got one running back to his left. He's under pressure, rolling right. Got a man at the 30, slips one tackle, and then that's number 25 with the tackle. That'd be Nacho Jones, and that's gonna be that's gonna be enough for a Western first down. Pretty good pass out there. And uh, just enough. He needed to get just past the 30-yard line, and he got to the 30. There, see where they mark it. Looks like the 31 and a half, so it's gonna be first and ten Western. So we shall. We shall see what what that does now. First first down in the game for the Warriors. And they have moved the ball up to the 32. 
Comes the snap. Pearson looking left again. Good protection this time. He's got all day. Let's one go across the middle, and it's in and out of the hands of Cosby at the 42. But actually, he had number 18, Treshawn Davis, wide open. Yeah, he had great protection for a while, but you stand back there for too long, and eventually something's going to happen. Sean Cleasant actually broke through, was able to deliver a hit, but the quarterback threw it, and the receiver slipped down, had no chance to catch the ball after he slipped right as he made his break. And Cosby was the closest person to the ball, couldn't come up with it either. It's going to bring second and ten. Then we get our first flag of the night. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I'm not sure what this what this deal is. We'll see. It's a dead ball foul sideline warning. Against Manuel. So well, that's, that's one of those things where you just don't need to be crowding so close to the sideline. I know everybody wants to get a good look, but you got to have room for the chain, chain gang and the, and the officials to go up and down. It's, it's certainly a safety issue. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. So, second down here. Keep it on the ground. It's a nice draw play. 25 cuts it across the 40. Kenneth Thompson on the carry. Close to another Western first down. That is going to be enough for a first down, and Bryce Cosby made the tackle that time. That time, the offensive line of Western just shredded Emmanuel's defensive line, and Emmanuel just didn't close very quickly. Cosby came up from the secondary and made the play, but not before another Western first down, and they're on the 42. They're getting close to manual territory here with this first drive, looking pretty good. They send three receivers left, one to the right. Pearson, again, the draw to Thompson. This time he's going to be swallowed up by none other than Mr. Sean Cleasant. Yeah, Cleasant did a good job that time of shedding the blocker and reading the play very well and actually looks like a gain of one. It's going to be second and nine for Western, but Cleasant did a nice job that time, and there were a couple – Rams on right with the quarterback in case he pulled it back from that read option, which he didn't. So it's going to be second down, nine to go for Western. Ball on the 43-yard line. Same set from the 42. Pearson this time rolls left. Jones had had a shot on it, but he rolls back to the right, bides some time, got a receiver in manual territory, but just couldn't hang on. Boy, Manuel caught a break that time, number 15. Jalen Shannon had his hands on the ball but couldn't quite pull it in. The pass was a little bit low, but uh, Nacho Jones had a beat on the quarterback, and the quarterback was very elusive, got away from him, bought himself time, and that could have been a big play for Western had the receiver been able to hold on. Instead, it's third and nine, and this is a big play for the Warriors. They already trail 7-0 with 8.20 to go in the first. Pearson back to pass. Kiesel had a shot, and then they're going to set up a screen to Thompson, and he's going to be decked at number 42. Jacob Bratcher came across and made the tackle, 5'8", 175-pound junior, and he did a nice job just squaring him up, Dave. That's pretty textbook play. Picture book play there. What looked like it could have been a pretty good play, they actually lost a yard. It's going to be fourth and ten. Terrell Smith on to punt for the Warriors, and we'll send – Carter and Cosby deep for Manuel, but they're standing at the 25. Carter already with one touchdown, and we know Cosby's capable of going the distance. High snap. Looks like it might be a fake. They get a hand on him. He shreds one tackler, and then Kiesel's going to get him. He does get away a pass at the, to number 15, rolling way back to the 20-yard line. Rolls to the left, slips another tackler, 
and it's finally going to be brought down at the western 31-yard line. Yeah, a bizarre I'm not, play. I'm not sure if that was meant to be a fake in the from the get-go or not, but it looked like he had a chance to kick it but wanted to run it, and Manuel was all over it. And the Smith heads up play, yeah. lateraling it back to Jalen Shannon, who for a moment reverse field, it looked like for a moment he had something. But yeah, but he actually went backwards, backwards, and in that case, if he'd have just let the ball fall harmlessly to the turf, <laughs> it would have been an incomplete pass, and Manuel would have lost about 20 yards on that play instead. They take over with the ball at the 31-yard line, first and 10 crimson in Warrior territory. A one-back set, two receivers right, one to the left. Handoff, Floyd straight at the middle. Brought down at the 26-yard line of Western. Looked like he had a pretty good start. A little kickout block there by number 85, his tight end. That is Graham Overstreet, but not much after that. Number 73, the one lineman I haven't called his number yet um, out on the field for Manuel. That's Mickey Davis, a 5'11", 260-pound junior. This time they do bring in a tight end. Excuse me, a fullback in that offset eye. Play action pass, Britt rolling right, got his man at the 20. That's Overstreet, so he gets rewarded for the good block on the last play, and he's going to take it down. That's in first down territory for Manuel. First and 10 Crimson's inside the 15-yard line, it looks like. Yeah, they had John Riley that came in at fullback. He had a monster game last week, scored the game yeah, for touchdown. I was listening to you and, and uh, Jake Llewellyn, Dave, and, yeah, I, I thought, what's John Riley doing on offense? Well, I found <laughs> out. Doing a bang-up job. Yes, he was. Now they go to that Pyra look. They've got Teague and Riley in front of Floyd. And then Floyd goes in motion right, then the handoff goes to Teague. He'll try right tackle. To the far side of the field, looks like he's got about five. He's kind of got a pretty good line surge, and then he pushed the pile a little bit. Yeah, I think they're going to give him about four over there, Dave. It's going to be second and six, but still a pretty good first down play. That's going to put the ball on about the 11-yard line. First and first and ten manual. So that boy, I'll tell you that botched punt, punt. fake punt, whatever it was, really kind of turned things around on field position and put the Warriors in a pretty big hole. And Manuel's trying to take advantage of it. So they've got T.J. Ballard split wide right. Teague flanks to the. Sure looks like they're going to run right on this one. Sure does. <laughs> and the handoff goes to Floyd up the middle, stays on his feet. Is he in? Now, I think he's – yes, they get, they're giving the him a touchdown signal, so that quickly puts Manuel up 13-7 to and – or 13-0, to zero, I'm sorry. And fans, I know we don't have video tonight, but what they did, Manuel shifted and put uh, Will Sissel and Teague on the uh, – Teague was like a, a – An extra a, lineman, virtually. Pretty much, yeah. He was, he was a, a split back, I guess. Trying to think of the term from the 60s that, that we would have been used. Not a flanker because he was right off of the <laughs> right off of the tight end, but Overstreet and, and Teague were on that side, and they kind of followed him. Touchdown for Manuel. And Nick Cop's extra point is up and good. 5.31 to go first quarter. It's Manuel 14, Western 0. So just a pretty good drive, completely different from the first drive where Manuel went into the wild goat formation after one play and just gave it to Jalen Carter and let him do his work. This time a few different ball carriers handled it, and, and Marcus Floyd was the one who got to put it into the end zone. So All set up by the, uh, the botched punt. Yeah, it, it, really, it really put Manuel in good field position when 
whatever happened on the punt, whether it was a fake that went awry because of a poor snap or whether it was a, a poor snap that caused them not to be able to kick it and try to make something out of nothing. Either way, it didn't work out very well. So a cop will tee it up from the right hash mark, depending on which way you're looking at it on the on the computer. <laughs> well, from the press box, Manuel's moving right to left, and the ball is on the far hash, if that helps with the imagination. Yeah, it, Cop would be, uh, and that since Manuel is going in that direction, that's to his right. We'll call it the right hash mark. And as the night goes on, Buzz, I'm probably going to struggle reading these green numbers on the black jerseys. Yeah, they're pretty bright right now. At least it's not a little bit muddy. That would be a real problem. Kick high to the far right, fielded at about the four. And they try to set up the return, and he's not going to make the 15-20-yard uh, line. That was Jalen Shannon on the return. Yeah, and Manuel did a nice job staying in their lanes and getting down the field, Dave, to make that tackle. They pretty much blanketed the field, and that's one where he might have just been better served to just take. He took it on the left sideline. He could have just stayed on the left sideline and come up the field rather than he was angling across the field and, and wasn't giving ground, but he wasn't making as much as he could have. It's going to be first and 10 Western, the ball on the 15-yard line. Manuel up 14 to nothing, still here in the first quarter. This time Pearson will go under center. More of a traditional look out of the eye. A receiver to both sides. Handoff straight up the middle. I get Shannon again. Yeah, it looked like he had a pretty good hole, and then it was actually closed from the backside there. That was number 10, John Riley Jr., who came in and made the first hit. He was aided there by number 44, Neil Riddle, but just did a nice job coming from the backside and uh, picking up the play and stuffing the hole. Gain of three on the play. It's going to be second and seven for Western. Two receivers right. And then one left. So it's second and seven. Pearson. Quick toss back to Shannon. Gets to cut it back inside. And there's John Riley again, along with the whole left side of the manual defense to shut it down. Yeah, they just closed in on that. Sissel was in on it as well. They closed in on that play and, and were able to stop it for very little gain. It's going to bring up third and about six for Western. This is a very important play for the Warriors, Buzz, because if they don't convert, they're going to have to punt. And well, and, that, and that after. That yeah. the first time around. Four minutes to go in the first quarter. Manual up 14-0. Pearson will go out of the shotgun with four receivers. And <laughs> there was all kinds of motion. There must have been five or six guys headed yeah, toward the line of scrimmage, so it's going to back them up five more. Five more yards, so that's just a, that's just a problem that uh, they've had trouble moving the ball, and they certainly can't afford to have penalties set them back any further, so now it becomes an even longer play. It's going to be third and 12 for the Warriors with a punt looming if they can't make that 12 yards. I guess they just went in the huddle and said same play because it's the same formation. Pearson looking left, pump fake, going to off one. He's actually got a receiver with a step and just oh. missed Benjamin Young at midfield. Boy, and you're right, Dave. That, that pump fake froze the manual defender, 
And uh, Keon Ferris was trying to make up ground, but he was about a step and a, step and a half back. And uh, the pass just eluded the outstretched arms of the Western receiver. And that, again, Manuel with a pretty good break on that play. Had that ball been caught, Western would have been in business inside Manuel's 45-yard line. So it's Terrell Smith back to punt this time in the shadows of his own goalpost. And you've got Cosby and Carter standing at the Warrior 45. Good snap this time. Manuel came with a little pressure, but gets away a very high short kick, fielded by Carter at the 40. Slips past one tackler, heads to the right side. One man's got a shot at him. He's across the 20, 10, 5, and then gets into the end zone. We'll see if he stepped out on the side. No, they're going to give him a touchdown. Jalen Carter. And, Dave, I was surprised at first that he didn't fair catch that ball. It was so high and short, but he had room, and he just deked the, a couple of Western tacklers early on as he was going laterally across the field. He was running in, in half motion almost, and then right as they closed in on him, he put on that Jaybird speed and was gone down the sideline and just ran past everybody. Manuel up 20 to nothing here in the first quarter. 3.14 to go in the first and cops on for his third PAT of the night. And then we get a flag down before the play. So we'll see what, what this call is. And it's offside against Western. I'm sure they'll just decline the penalty and yeah, no need to move it any closer. Snaps down, kick is up, and it's good. 3.14 left in the first quarter. Manual 21, Western 0. So Jalen Carter is kind of taking it on himself to get this thing moving along with a couple long runs from scrimmage, one that resulted in a touchdown, and then a nice punt return that resulted in another touchdown. Sandwiched in between that was a manual drive that took a few plays rather than having big plays, and Western has had to punt twice. Although they had to punt twice, but they've only punted once as they had some kind of a misfire. Yeah, that first punt attempt actually directly resulted in in a quick manual touchdown. By the way, happy birthday to manual athletic director David Zuber, who turns probably about 87 today. Um... (laughs) Oh, was that out loud? <laughs> no, I don't even know how old he is, but happy birthday, Dave. Uh, certainly a good friend of the goats. And uh, can we can we say on Old Goat Radio, a former male high standout who is who now wears the red and white? I guess we could. I guess we could. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who would tell me not to, but we did. The big question is whether he's old enough to be considered an old goat. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll let him determine that. Cops kick high, deep, but it will be fielded at about the five. Except the return up the middle. And he's going to be wrapped up at the 26-yard line. That was Jalen Shannon on the ground. Ball's on the ground, but they're blowing the whistle. It's already dead. Speaking of age and such, (laughs) I had somebody tell me this morning while I was getting my truck serviced that uh, my flux capacitor was bad. Oh, boy. And it needed to be fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. I had to tell the tech that the movie was older than him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> as long as he didn't try to pull the old canooter valve trick on you, but yeah, the flex <laughs> capacitor. 
Well, unless you're planning on going back to the future, I don't think you need to worry about your flux capacitor. So Western with another opportunity. And, Dave, the difference in that uh, kickoff return for Western in the last one was two things. Number one, they blocked it better. And, uh, and the other thing was the kick returner came straight up the field. No searching for a sideline, no searching for a hole. He just ran it as hard as he could till he ran into some some uh, resistance. And so in, instead of starting inside the 20, Western is going to start on the 27, first and 10. We got our first time out of the night, 3.05 to go first quarter. The Warriors with a first down wanted to talk it over. Of course, uh, a small roster buzz, and I'm sure they have a lot of guys going both ways. Yeah. Just a good chance for the kids to catch their breath. I counted uh, seven seniors, 22 juniors, seven sophomores, and six freshmen. So. Going through some transition out here right now. We know the program was up on a pretty high level just a couple of years ago, but you've got to have numbers no matter what level you play at. And I believe Western's still a 4A classified school, so that makes it tough if you don't have the numbers. By the way, real quickly before the play starts, next week's game will be on Thursday night coming from Manuel Stadium. Home again, finally. Handoff off right side. I believe that was Shannon again on the carry. He'll get about four. Pretty nice hole. Jacob Bratcher, number 42, in on the tackle for Manuel, but certainly a, a nice hole that time by Western is there. Uh, that's going to make it second and a long five. We'll call it six. Hard enough it is to believe next Thursday actually starts district play. District for play, yeah. Wow, we're half at the halfway mark. Of course, there are five games in the district, or four games in the district, five teams in the district. Hey, quick handoff straight up the middle to the fullback. Not and much going there. I believe that's uh, Cameron Kiesler and Murphy on the carries. Yeah. Sean Pleasant on the bottom of that pile for Manuel. A number of Crimsons were in there on it. Going to bring bring up third and four for Western. Big down here. If they want to keep this from just snowballing pretty quickly, they better get, get this first down and keep this drive moving. This time Pearson will go under center. Play action pass. It's under pressure. Kiesel gets a hand on him and finally brings him down, but with one hand. Just a rodeo bulldog almost. Uh, going back. <laughs> Dave keeps crying for tearaway jerseys. That would have made a huge difference on that play. Kiesel had him with one yeah. hand and took him down with one hand. Well, you know, I've heard coaches, and one of the slang terms that I've heard in the last few years is grab cloth, uh, wrap him up, grab cloth, that kind of thing. Well, he didn't wrap him up, but he did grab cloth, and he was able to be strong enough to pull him down. So a good job by Kiesel, a huge loss for the Warriors. That's a that's close to a 12 or 13-yard loss. And it's going to bring up another punting situation for Western. So Smith is on to punt. Cosby at the Western 45 along with Carter. And they block it. Is it going to be a fake? It is a fake. They got some room down the right sideline. Slips one-two tackle and brought down. And he's going to be short of a first down, I believe. We'll see where they spot the ball. That's Jalen really Shannon with a – got a flag down, too. Yeah. And Cosby's down. But yeah, Shannon slipped out of the backfield on the front of the fake – excuse me, fake yeah. punt. And uh, looked very promising there for a moment. But more importantly now, Bryce Cosby's shaking up on yeah, the play. Yeah, very, very slow to get up. So we'll we'll see what that is. He's on his feet and going to walk back to the manual sideline. And boy, that's a big loss. 
Let's hope it's just uh, yeah. Especially going into district play, that's not one of the players. Well, you don't want to see anybody go down. Let me just say that. But Bryce Cosby, big key on the defensive side of the ball, but certainly running the wild goat offense is is uh, played on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to pull the flag out. I, they're probably going to have to measure this. So they're going to measure it. No flag, and we get an official time out for measurement. Gutsy call by Western to face yeah. the punt. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave, I think they're going to wind up about two inches short of the first down. Clock is stopped with 59.6 seconds to go in the first quarter. I just, just by the way, I just read a tweet from Jason Frakes, and I don't want to get into a political uh, deal here, but there were no political uh protests or anything at the Wagner Central game tonight, but both teams were in the locker room when they played the National Anthem. So. And all the side shows apart, I'm really expecting that to be a great football game. It looks like. And the Warriors convert on fourth down. I, on I fourth swear, and 17. I thought he was short. They pulled two links out of that team <laughs> before they brought them over from the other side of the field. But first and, first and 10 Western, so the gamble pays off, and they are in business at their own 37-yard line, first and 10 Western. That's an intriguing matchup. I don't know if they're playing at Western or Wagner. They are at Central. Uh, you know, Central, you know, they're yet to put a strike in the in the W column, but uh, that doesn't really matter. They take on all comers, and by the season's end, they're usually Well, this is a district game. This oh, is yeah, their first yeah. district game. So, so this is a big game yeah. for both of them. Central has a 10-year winning streak in the district, Dave. Wow. Handoff again. Thompson slips the tackle, moves out right. She would to the left. And then the flags rain in yeah, after I think a gain we, of about three. Th you, that's usually where you'd see a hold, but I think we might see a face mask on this one. Wow, a 10-year winning streak in the district. Yeah, they have been undefeated, and that was before the current 3A alignment, so there have been some comers and goers in their district. Of course, Wagner trying to make their mark over there. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so this will be. this is probably the first serious threat Central's faced in that district for a while. Wagner... They've got a number of players transfer in last year and gained some immediate credibility, and then they, Coach Jordan Johnson in his second year has done a really nice job out there. And uh, they come into this game with a 3-1 and one record. Uncharacteristically, Central enters the game with a 0-4 and four record. But and we I saw was, on week one. Yeah, we know how, <laughs> we know how good they Frog's are. Frog's hair of being 1-3. and three. And Simpson, their quarterback, is back tonight. Oh, I didn't well, realize so he was out. He was out last week. So first and 20 for the Warriors after the penalty. And it's Pearson out of the shotgun. Spread formation. Rolls right. Riley's got pressure. And he's going to be, pass is going to be incomplete. So it's going to bring up second down and 20 for Western as uh, that incomplete pass. And we're checking across looking to see what's going on here but uh, it will be second down and the clock is the clock is stopped right now I can't I, 16 seconds to go oh okay Manuel doing some shifting along the defensive line here Western trying to capitalize on it I'm sure Pearson looking to his left again Good protection. He's got that man wide open again. Shannon slips the tackler at the 35, rolling backwards, stays on his feet across the 40. Another first down across midfield. That's enough for a first down, too. Just eluded a couple of tackles. 
Jalen Shannon showing some nice wheels. Well, and what he did, they dragged him underneath, Dave, and sent some players deep, and Manuel cleared out with the deep guys and had nobody left underneath. And once he caught it, he made a couple manual tacklers miss, put the ball into manual territory. It's going to be first and 10 Western at the at the manual 49. I'm impressed Western's done a nice job of protecting Pearson tonight. And that's going to be the end of the first quarter. And at the end of one, manual 21, Western zero. But the Warriors on the march, the first down at the Crimson 49-yard line. Yeah, this is their most promising drive. Uh, of this game to be sure and, and certainly a spark of life here for the Warriors. Manuel, some suspect tackling on that uh, last play especially but it was, but some also some good running. So Again, fans, don't forget that next week's game, Butler will be at Manuel Stadium for the start of district play and it will be on Thursday night and we'll have old goat coverage. I'm not sure if we'll be live audio or if we'll have delayed video. We'll have to see what the what the powers come up with. Uh, and more importantly, is it homecoming yet? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, that, that's hard to say as well, but I, I know one thing. When it comes to the decisions of whether we do live audio or delayed video, it's way above my pay grade to make those decisions. So That comes from central casting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't it's forget. the man the, behind that green curtain. <laughs> don't forget you can find all kinds of manual action at oldgoatradio.com. Even some, uh, you can look at uh, archived video and audio of games from the past as well as some interviews from in the past. And uh, there will be some updated stuff coming soon, I believe, at oldgoatradio.com. We'll start the second quarter with Western. First down at the manual 49. Pearson back to pass again. This time he's under heavy pressure. Ball's deflected and almost at the interception. Yeah, a couple a couple Western players had a chance at it, and one slipped, one that went off his hands. As that time, Manuel closed in. It was kind of a middle screen, but he threw it a little bit too hard, Dave, and, and uh, it's one he needed a little bit more touch. It's going to bring up second and ten. Manuel collapsed on the quarterback pretty quickly. And this is our touching on the goldradio.com. This is our tenth season of, of uh, broadcasting, and what a blast it's been from this end of it. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, CBS, NBC, Fox, or, or ESPN, none of them have picked any of us up. The best kept secret in broadcasting. Okay, second and 10 from the 49. Pearson back to pass again. Protection starts to break down. Pearson's going to let one go. And there comes the flag, and that was obviously pass, excuse me, intentional grounding. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the official was waiting to throw the flag to see if it was a fumble or a pass. And when one, when one official signaled incomplete, the other official threw his flag and said intentional grounding. So um, not, much, not much he could do there, but that's going to be a huge penalty because that's going to move the ball back another 15 yards. We touched on this last week, uh, Buzz, when, when you were out of town on business. Jake Llewellyn, was, of course, he was on board for the Ballard game, and it was funny actually talking to a player who had played in a game that we had broadcast <laughs> a few from 2007 in our first season of broadcasting. Wow. So, boy. so it's going to be third and about a mile. Yeah, that uh, they they got the they got the one where where they had uh, second and twenty, but this is third and let's call it another. Yeah, it's it's over thirty. We'll we'll just say that. So two receivers to both sides. It's Thompson to the left of Pearson. Again, plenty of time to throw. It gets one across the middle. Connects to number 13, Jaquan Black. 
He'll yeah. pick up about 15, but it's going to be well short of a first down. Manuel kind of playing an umbrella defense, Dave. They're, they're all umbrella deep. They're not going to let anything go deep, but they're giving up they 15 him. yards or whatever on, the, on that little middle route. Yeah, it's almost a delayed uh, releasing to underneath the linebackers. In this case, they came up and made the tackle, and, and the idea is is they've got to get 30-plus yards. You don't, you're not going to let them have it all, and 15 really didn't hurt. The punting game has been an adventure for Wagner, and we're going to see what they do this time. So it's Smith again standing inside his 30. Carter, Cosby back deep. High, booming kick. Going to be – Manuel's actually just going to let this one hit the ground. And that was Marcus Floyd back to return the punt yeah, since Cosby's been uh, shaking up. I think that might have fooled uh, Floyd a little bit in the air, Dave, and, and I, I think he thought it was going to carry a lot further than it did. And then when he saw it not carry that far, he wisely backed away rather than trying to take a – try to make that catch. So Manuel's going to take over. This will be their first series in the second quarter. They are up 21-0 at this point. 10.50 to go before the half. We've got T.J. Ballard. He'll line up wide to the left. Strike that. He'll come back to the right. Motley goes wide left. And it's Britt out of the shotgun. Wide snap. He does field it. He's going to take this one down and run with it. He's across the 25. Knocked out of bounds. I think he's got enough for the first. Yeah, just a wise move to pull that ball down and take off with it. And what made that go was he realized the, the, the snap was wide right. It was going to mess up, mess up any type of timing. So he just pulled it in and ran. Pretty good block that time by Nate Barber, number 78, in on the offensive line, 6'2", 335-pound junior. So first down out to the manual, 31. A lot of time to go here in the second quarter. 10.40 and in, in counting. Carter wide left. Motley to the right. I formation. You've got Riley at fullback. Floyd at tailback. Three-step drop. Britt. He's going to have to pull this one down. Ball's on the ground. Let's see who recovers it. Looks like Manuel was fortunate enough to come up with a loose ball. The ball just got knocked out of Britt's hands. Yeah, and that's something that you gotta you got to squeeze that pumpkin a little bit. So a big loss of five. So that's going to bring up second and 15 for Manuel. Manuel has what they've scored every time they've had the ball, right? I believe you're right. This would be their fourth possession of the night. Yep. Won a punt return. They didn't even have to run an offensive play. Their first possession was a three-play drive. And then their middle possession was more plays than that. This time it's Teague in at tailback. Hand off Teague. Actually, it's Britt, and he gets it somehow gets it away to Carter. Carter, he's going to be stopped after a gain of three, but, boy, under heavy pressure, Britt was able to get one away. And he comes up a little bit gimpy too, Dave. That's uh, But just great reaction and a, and a great defensive scheme by Western that time. They didn't bite on the fake. Noah and, Jackson came in unblocked. And, and did and did a nice job, and Britt somehow was able to get the ball away with control and get it to Carter, and actually Manuel got four yards back. It's going to be third and 11. So what could have been a disastrous play at least has a positive side to it. Hey, what's discouraging? Look across the side there, and I see a player with no shoulder pads on. 
That's not good. And that's not good for the Crimson cause. And that could be Cosby. And I think I see ice on the shoulder. And then we're going to get a flag come in before they get the snap away. We'll see what the call is here. And then they and wave off wave another off one. The, well, they're getting pretty good at that. I guess the, the flag sometimes just jumps out of an official's pocket. Manuel's going to call a timeout to talk things over. And while we have a timeout, score here, Manual 21, Western 0. And again, as Dave has mentioned and as I've mentioned, the district play starts next week as the Butler Bears come into um, into Manual Stadium to open district play. That will be on a Thursday night game as Friday is an in-service day. So school not in session. And if school's not in session, uh, JCPS schools can't play each other. So hence the Thursday night game. And an extra long weekend. Makes for an extra long weekend and one day longer and I know football coaches tell you not to think ahead, and here we are in the Western game, and we're talking about Butler, but it was also gives you one day extra of preparation for the St. X Tigers. But I don't think you can practice on that Friday, so it really doesn't matter. And it's Britt out of a pistol look. Quick toss, Carter. Lowers his shoulder. He's going to be cut down at the 34, and this will probably be Manuel's first punting look tonight. Yeah, I, I would say. So they're trying to get – Again, getting more touches for Carter. And uh, he got a pretty good gain that time, but just not enough room to gain the first down. And Manuel is going to be back in punt formation as Sissel is going to kick it away. And Western sends back Jalen Shannon. He's shown some elusiveness tonight. So Manuel best served to stay in their lanes and cover well. No pressure from Western. Sissel gets away a nice spiraling punt. Touches down at the 32, then rolls inside the 20. And that's where Western will take over. Just want to highlight Graham Overstreet doing the long snapping, Dave, and he did a nice job getting that one back to Sissel and it uh, worked out pretty well. Good punt, rolled dead. Anytime you roll it dead inside the 20-yard line, you've done your job as a punter. So, 8.05 left in the first half. Western will take over, and they'll mark the ball at their own 16-yard line. So, we have Manuel lined up on defense again. They were able to stop what looked like a promising Western drive last time, and we'll see what happens here. We've got Jaden Newton in. It's safety. Actually, move him to corner. Handoff. That's Thompson. He just runs over Floyd, and he'll pick up about three. And even though Floyd got uh, got the worst end of it, he did make the tackle. Yeah, he, he, he pulled him down. That, that uh, I'm not sure that's the textbook way the coaches would teach him to tackle, but he got the job done. And that's the bottom line is, if you put the player on the ground, you've done your job. Going to be second and seven for Western. And that play looked like it had a lot more promising. They kind of cut back against the grain, got Manuel moving to the defensive right. And the player cut off like the the offensive right guard, and there was really nobody left over there except for Floyd. Pearson steps up in the pocket. Ball stripped, rolling on the ground at the 20, picked up by Western. And, and down the ball on the ground again. He lost it again, and it actually fumbled backwards. 
And this time it went out of bounds before anybody could get on it. So uh, he may have been better served to just follow the ball the first time, and he's a little bit slow getting up. I yeah, think he, he was a just, pretty good hit there. just gathering himself when he got belted again. We'll see, we'll see how Deep yeah. Western can go at the quarterback position. He's shaking up on the play. I see number 12 coming in from the sidelines. That's DeMarcus Avery. He's a freshman. Wow. Yeah, Pearson's holding his right hand. That's not good news. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I'm pretty sure that's his passing hand. So it's going to be third and eight for Western. Three receivers to the short side. That'd be the right. And here comes the draw. And I don't think they fooled anybody, but a nice hit no. comes in late. Yeah. <laughs> On a manual <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> the Warriors are not showing, showing a lot of courage out here tonight. Yeah. Sean Cleasant, the last one off the bottom of the pile, but there were a number of manual players in on that tackle. Dave, it, it, an interesting thought flashed through my mind. Now, it's not raining tonight, but it's been a few years ago that the old goats were in the stands at a school off of Dixie Highway, not the same one that we're at tonight. And late in the first half, early in the second half, somewhere along that time, a young freshman that nobody would ever heard of came in and wound up having a pretty good career as a quarterback over at Pleasure Ridge Park, and that was Spencer Sumter. Boy, did I tell you what, he was baptized by rain that night. He and was. Floyd calls for a fair catch at midfield, and that's where the Crimsons will take over. Yeah, it was a, it was a monsoon of a night at PRP. And, uh, and, and we saw him, even though Manuel still – swarmed over Pleasure Ridge Park. We saw poise beyond the freshman's years that night, and it turned out to be a long career, as I believe he never relinquished the starting job after that. And one must wonder if we might be seeing the same thing with DeMarcus Avery here at Western. Time will tell. First and ten manual ball right on the 50-yard line. They have two receiver left in an offset eye look for manual. Britt under center. Western threatening blitz and that counter to Floyd across the 50, 40, 35, 30, knocked out of bounds at the 20 of Western. Just a nice run. He just cut it back on the counter. Dave, that was a similar run to the one that Western did just a little bit ago when Floyd made the tackle, only this time Floyd had the ball. Manuel got, got the line surge and the defense moving in one direction, and he cut back to the other side, only this time there was no – backside help and uh, all contain was lost and Floyd was off to the races only the last the last man standing and I'm pretty sure that was Jalen Shannon number 15 knocked him out of bounds to keep that from being another touchdown for Manuel. Parai look this time hand off to Teague he'll try the right side Teague mowing people down as he crosses to the 13. Boy, he just he just came really close to breaking that one, Dave. Nate Barber with a good block, Joe Gressett with a good block in there, and the seam just opened up, and then Teague carried a couple tacklers to uh, close to a first down right at about the 10-yard line. It's going to be second and a short two. And we're under the six-minute mark of the second quarter. <laughs> Carter goes to the left. T.J. Ballard to the right, and it's an eye formation. Mm -hmm. 
Britt back to pass looking for Carter in the end zone. Does he have it? Waiting for a signal. Touchdown, yep. Manuel. Jalen Carter with his third TD of the night. 12-yard pass from Will Britt to Jalen Carter. Pretty nice touch by Britt out there, Dave, and Carter didn't have to dive or anything. The ball settled right into his hands. Just a nice play, pitch and catch. A little bit of hesitation by the officials. But, uh, they, they I think they were making sure that Carter didn't juggle the ball because he was right on the sideline, and the official on the sideline saw him catch it, but he was looking to the official at the end, in the end zone to make sure it wasn't a juggle. One was looking at feet, one was looking at ball. Motley's got it down. Top's kick is up and good. 521 left in the second quarter. No, it's no good. 521 hmm. left in the second. Manual 27. Western nothing. Actually looked pretty good, but the kick did, but it must have missed over one of the uprights. So the score is now 27-0 manual. <laughs> and in this game is rapidly getting out of hand for the Western Warriors. We haven't heard anything from the GOAT scoreboard yet as far as other uh, games across town. We know we have the Bulldogs of Mail visiting Butler up the, up the highway. So that would they would actually be starting district play too. With a five-team yes. district, you, you stagger the, the way it goes. And uh, St. X and uh, PRP actually are opening up district play tonight too. So manual the odd, the odd, odd team out. <laughs> so Nick Cobb has it teed up again from the right hash. He's been a busy man tonight. And we have the whistle. Kick is high and deep. And it's going to drive the return man in the end zone. That's Shannon. He's going to pull it out. Set that to return to the left. And he'll get across the 20 out to the 22-yard line. So he actually turned that. He was hesitant at first as to whether he wanted to run it out or not. But he did. John Sneed Jr. in on the tackle. And it's going to be first and 10 Western. Ball's going to be past the 20-yard line, so a wise decision to run that ball out. It's interesting to see who returns at quarterback on this series. We're, uh, I wonder, Dave, with Manuel starting at 7, how many other teams waited till 7.30 to start. And that might be why the scores aren't just rushing in. DeMarcus Avery's going to stay in at quarterback. Takes a snap, handoff, smash. Thompson is smashing the backfield before he could get it out of first gear. Yeah, that was uh, Jacob Bratcher, number 42, with the first hit. And you just wonder, Dave, if now Manuel's going to say, well, we're going we're gonna to make them beat us on the run and we're going to get some penetration play in the backfield, and if they try to throw it, we'll be right there. Big loss of two. Actually, they're going to say three on the scoreboard. I'll buy that. 4.45 to go before half. Western in the spread formation. Avery has Thompson to his right and takes a snap, looking. He's going to elude the pressure, or does he? He's going to be no. wrapped up and dropped at the 11-yard line for another loss. Yeah, not much, not much going there. And he's a little bit slow to get up, but Manuel just came right to him. That was one. Uh, let's have a meeting at the quarterback kind of deal. It's going to bring up third down and a lot. 
Yeah, I'm seeing um, Pearson over here on the sideline with an ice pack on his right hand. So Yeah, that, that's not a good sign. And, again, with district play coming up, you don't want to take a chance. It's going to be third and 20 for Western. Starting to get close to the shadow of their own goalpost, and that's not a good feeling. Pearson, excuse me, Avery back. Throws one to the right. Just couldn't connect with Shannon, and that's going to bring on a punt. Yeah, and one would think that that would have been well short of first down yardage anyway because the receiver was having to come back for the ball, and it was a little wide and to the right. So it stops the clock, 3.49 before halftime, fourth and 20 for the Warriors. And again, Manuel sends back Jalen Carter and Marcus Floyd. Manuel has two timeouts to go, and barring some type of disaster, they're going to come out with great field position. And Smith is about midway through the, in the end zone to punt. You wonder if Manuel might come after one here, or you wonder, would Western dare a fake here? <laughs> Here's the punt. It's going to be fielded by Floyd, and actually he drops it, but harmlessly rolls right out of the bounds on the western sideline. The Crimsons will have good field position at the 41. Yeah, had he been able to square himself up, he had plenty of room to run, but the ball was angling right toward the sideline, and as he tried to keep his feet in bounds, he had to reach, and when he did, the ball just went out of bounds. Still, Manuel's going to take over on the western 42, first and 10 here in the second quarter. That's a good sign. I see Cosby over there raising his right arm over his shoulder. He'll probably be done for the night, though. Yeah, I don't think they'll chance bringing him back in. So first down at the, excuse me, Western 42-yard line. Three-receiver look, all to the left. Teague, the lone running back. Britt, back to pass. Lost one to the sideline to Carter. Carter's got a step. First down all the way to the western 28-yard line for a crimson first down. Gets out of bounds, stops the clock. Just a quick flanker screen that uh, Carter was able to take deep into western territory, first and 10. So manual in business again, scores 27-0, crimsons. In business, first down. At the Warrior, 26-yard line. Dave, one thing that missed extra point takes out of the equation is Manuel with an opportunity to score and then go for two points and get a running clock. Hand off to Teague straight ahead, and that's pretty well defended, a short gain. Yeah, not much running room for Teague that time. Just a, a big pile right in the middle of the field. Shevin Kennedy helps helps up some Western player that he flattened. They were He was lying on top of him anyway. Under the three-minute mark to go. Manuel's got two timeouts, but in decent shape here before the half. Going to stay with that three-receiver look, this time to the right. Britt out of the gun. He's got Teague to his right as well. Britt takes snap, rolling right. He's got Motley wide open if he looks for it. But he's got Carter at the 10, Carter at the 5. Bulldozes his way into the giving the touchdown. He's in for his fourth touchdown tonight. Level the defender at the two. And with 2.27 to go before half, Manuel's extended the lead 33-0. And that's Jalen Carter's fourth. And, Buzz, I, we'd have to go back through the old Manuel football archives or annals of football history. Is he approaching some sort of record? Well, you know, I, I remember a few years ago when Ian Wildridge threw five touchdown passes, but they were to different receivers. receivers. Um, I, I would think that, 
that there's probably a player or two who's had four in their day, but I couldn't pull a name out of my hat right now and tell you. Extra point. This time looks like it splits it right down the middle. One thing I can And they tell say you, that one's no good as well. Boy, you talk about some illusions. Their middle's a lot tighter than yours. <laughs> so Coppa's missed two in a row, and I could have sworn that one was right down the pipe. 227 to go before half. It's manual 33 west or nothing, and Buzz were a field goal away from a running clock. But yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where <laughs> the first missed extra point, one has to wonder. We saw this in a game last year that um, you went for two – Somebody went for two, up 34 to nothing in order to get the running clock. Go ahead and get it going. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, four touchdowns in one game, that's lofty. I, I do remember a game. I don't remember anybody with four, but I do remember a game, game where two players each scored three. Oh, so and I, I wasn't on the planet yet, but I'm well aware <laughs> of the game as which you speak. And that is – I'm sure many of our old GOAT fans and, and really old GOATs would remember that game. And that it. is a lost game film that is worth a million bucks. You bet you. That's a, <laughs> if we can ever lay hands to that one. One of the high water marks in manual football history, if not the highest water mark. Cops kick high, deep. He gets stronger as night goes on. That one's about yeah. five yards deep in the end zone, and the Warriors will start at the 20. I'm looking at the flag, and there's no ripple in it at all, so he did that all leg. A couple things I want to talk about halftime buzz, and these are things near and dear to your heart because they have to do with some teammates and some things that went on about 75 miles up the road. Yeah. I, I, if you want to talk about that. I, I'd your certainly take like on to. That. I, I, I uh, missed the opportunity to go up there. We'll just say that. Um, I got back in town from Seattle where I've been for the last two and a half weeks and had hoped to get there, but other things came up. So that's the way it goes. But, yeah, well, that's certainly we can talk about that. I've been kind of scouring the Internet to see if I can find any reports and so far have not been able to. Handoff actually. Actually, it's quarterback draw for Avery, and nobody was fooled. Yeah, and one wonders if, if Western's just going to try to keep the clock moving and maybe get into halftime You're and regroup. Exactly, exactly right. And for any of our Western uh, listeners out there, we can take any solace in, in losing big here in the first first quarter. We talked about that game from seven years ago with Spencer Sumter. Mm-hmm. And things look very bleak on the other side of the field. On our rain. The only difference between night, tonight and that night was is the rain. But we'll touch on that after this play. Yeah. It's Avery out of the gun. Two receivers to both sides. Looking left. And actually, he's going to have one picked off. It's John Riley Jr. at the 20. 10, 5. He's going to score another touchdown. And a flag touchdown. down at the 10. He'll score. But there's a flag down at the 10, and you think that's going to be a hold. Yeah, you wonder if may, maybe Manuel got a little over-exuberant after he got intercepted the pass, or was it in the pass protection? And we'll we'll see. But John Riley Jr., and he just was he was right there. He went to his hook zone. And the ball came to him, and he read the play, and it's going to be holding against Manuel. That's going to negate the touchdown. So a buck 36 left before the half, but Manuel still have a great field position at the Western 20. <laughs> Jalen Carter, I hate to, hate to think what he's thinking. Oh, well, got a chance to score here. Don't yeah. worry about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll be talking about let's, let's go for five. five. Let's go for five. Yeah. 
They stay with Britt at quarterback. You would expect some mass substitutions to start the third quarter. And it's Motley wide left. And look at this. Sean Cleasant is lined up as a blocking back in the backfield out of that par eye. We've seen this a couple times before, Dave, and you just wonder if sometime if they're not going to give it to him like this. This would be the night. Handoff, John Riley Jr., the other fullback, stays on his feet, mowing him down, stays down up until the six-yard line. Now, he just had the touchdown called back on the holding call, so they don't worry, John, we'll get you one. Maybe, maybe and now that's, do you go yeah. to you go to Pleasant here? And I just I just lost the the player's name, Dave. But uh, back when our friend George Segrist was playing, one of their one of their best players, and the name will come. Robert to Roberts. Us. No, it, it was a different player, uh, a lineman, the same. And they put him in the backfield to try to get him a score, and it didn't work out that way. And then a kickoff, he was on the one of the front five on a kickoff, and an onside kick like bounced right into his hands, and he wound up getting a touchdown that way. Handoff, Riley again stays on his Golson. feet. Golson, John, John Golston. George, if you're out there, correct me if I'm wrong. George, I, I spoke to him briefly on the phone. He's actually in attendance tonight. Well, maybe maybe we can run into him after the game or something. 55 seconds left. Manuel spent their second timeout. They're facing a second and goal. We'll call it the four-yard line. Speaking of having big linemen lined up in the backfield, and I touched on the flux capacitor earlier. <laughs> I wonder how many people out there remember William Perry, and I'll leave it at that. If well, you know the answer to his nickname, contact us at Old Goat Radio at TWC.com. And I was gonna, I was gonna uh, mention that with Sean Cleasant. I, I did get a, a note here from one of our faithful listeners, one Ann McLaughlin, my sister out in La Crescenta, California. Go Rams. How, how, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that plug in there. How come no video? And uh, actually, it turns out that we may have been in violation for a while <laughs> showing video live. Uh, so, at any rate, for now, if the if anything's live on the internet, it will be audio only. And delayed probably video next week. Back at home, Britt under center. Hand off John Riley Jr. again. Yeah, they're not stopping him this time until he's in the end zone. And he's in the end zone standing up. So that's going to bring it up to 39 to zero. And His second unofficial touchdown. And, and that that will that will wind the clock if you know, get the running clock going. Now th this is a game, Dave, where where Western has to regroup and understand that they're playing a 6A school, a large bodied 6A school. And they can't hang their heads. They've got to get prepared for their next game next week and uh, continue moving forward. And they've had a tough stretch. But certainly they've got an opportunity to make waves in their district. Kick is up. I'm, not, I'm going to hold judgment on this one. And they're going to say this one's this good. This one's clearly good. 50 seconds to go before half. It's now <laughs> manual. If my math is correct, 40 Western zero. I want to go back again. You made a great point about talking about Spencer Sumter and Pleasure Ridge Park, that 09 season. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have the greatest success in the win-loss column, but that night they actually brought in the freshman quarterback, and he just showed he was tough as nails. They just unveiled something that they may not have even known that they had, but he was forced into action. And, and you know, sometimes, Dave, players – maybe do something in practice and they look pretty good or whatever, but when something happens when the lights come on on Friday night and they get their chance and all of a sudden you've got a jewel there. And they put on that cape. 
And so for maybe a for maybe a chunk of coal to a diamond. Three Spencer Sumter year, was one. Three short years later, Pleasure Ridge uh, completed a perfect season and yeah. went on to play for a state championship. And uh, and just and he was a big part of that. And so there's always hope. And the same thing is we saw this with many. We're sure our age tonight. We'll go back to the flux, flux capacitor <laughs> yeah, days of 1985. I know where you're going. Yep. 1985 when Manuel was winless on the year and it was just a moral victory to complete the schedule. And then three short years later, the same yep. thing happened. Manuel Turn, turns it, the table. Turned it totally around and, and – Went thirteen and one, still the most wins in nineteen eighty eight by any team in manual history. And I hope the the staff here at Western knows a little bit of local football lore. And they yeah, can, they could tell their kids that there is hope. There's always hope. Never quit. Good things will come. They set the return up the middle. I think it's Shannon again. He doesn't go down. Yeah, he never so went he down, but up. they did get the whistles blown. So talking about Western, uh, they have at least one. Well, I think they're only. Pro Football Hall of Famer, pretty famous uh, character. Yeah. Going back to the 80s again with the Hawks, Joe Jacoby. Joe Jacoby. And I actually saw him play in the LIT uh, against Ballard in a basketball tournament. No kidding. Yeah, he, he played basketball for Western at, at, in his uh, high school career. So he was an imposing presence in the lane. We'll just leave it at that. He's an imposing presence <laughs> everywhere he walks. Yeah, wherever he goes, yeah. <laughs> So it's Avery out of the gun, handoff up the middle. Thompson fooled nobody with the draw, yeah. but that'll be the last play of the first half. Yeah, that just went right into Sean Cleasant, and he just swallowed that one up. Joe so, so Jacoby's had some success at U of L, and then also with Washington Redskins. I'm think I think he has a couple of championship rings. I I think you're right. He was part of the the famous uh, Hogs offensive line that that the Redskins had back in the day. It's funny how small that offensive line would be compared to today's world, and yet they were giants back when they played. I've watched a lot of, in my spare time, some old NFL games from the 70s. And the first time I did it, I chuckled to see how skinny the linemen's legs were in the huddle. Yeah. And that's back when both offensive and defense have huddled up in between plays. I was like, right. these guys are not big enough to be pro players. Yeah, it, it, it's funny, and you talk to the guys – I remember an old lineman by the name of Art Donovan, Art Donovan, who played with the Colts back in the fifties oh, and sixties. Oh yes, I've seen and, him on some great NFL film shows. Yeah, and he was on with Paul Horning when Paul Horning had his old little cable show that he had, and they were talking about that. And Paul Horning asked Art Donovan, and Donovan was a character anyway. And he says, "How much, how much weightlifting did you do?" And Donovan started laughing. He says. Weights? I never lifted a weight. We didn't want to get muscle bound, and it's funny how how times have changed. And now, weight training and comprehensive weight training and diet and all of that goes into making players what they are today. Is I mean, a lot of them are huge. I mean, you look at Joe Gressett; he's three hundred listed three hundred sixty pounds. Manual starting center. You've got three hundred and thirty five pounds on. Uh, uh, called him out earlier tonight. It was Nate Barber, 335. Uh, Shevin Kennedy, I know he's up there pretty good. Shevin Kennedy goes 336. Uh, so he, there, <laughs> there are at least three manual linemen who weigh double, more than double, what I played at as a lineman <laughs> manual in the 60s. So, yeah, you know, I, obviously my career came along at the right time because, you know, I, I well, I might have been, a you know, about a fourth string 
safety or something like that in today's world at by size from back in the day but uh, yeah when you when you think of all of the weight training that goes in and we saw manuals weight room and <clears throat> i heard <laughs> this is going to take us to another discussion but i heard a, an ad on the radio just yesterday as i was driving around town that uh trinity was talking about how great their weight program is and and, and they invite invited everybody in Jefferson County to come out and look at their weight room facilities. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I again, wonder that, why. That can bring on a political discussion um, that that goes way above what the old goats want to get, what I as an old goat want to get into tonight. So, um, But at any rate, you know, good night for football. I'll tell you what, I was in football weather in Seattle, and, and it's oh, hot. It's hot here. Yeah, it was in the 50s at night. Oh, my. Yeah, and uh, mid-60s to maybe touching on the 70s most of the days, nice and clear. And uh, so it, it was really comfortable, and then I came back to reality. Buzz, I have to ask you this, and I know this is way off the football uh, <laughs> football topic, but while we have a little, chance, little time here and – yeah. halftime, uh, your adventures to the Northwest. How close have you come to Bigfoot? Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any physical proof of his existence? Does he go to Starbucks? You know, I've, <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've seen patches of fur at some of the Starbucks I've been working in, but particularly on one of my other trips in the Portland, Oregon area. I think he was staying in the room next to me, but I never got a sighting. <laughs> well, did you come in contact with anybody who knows him personally? Nobody will admit it. You know, it's it's like they, they all want to keep him to themselves out there. But, you know, you get a little gleam in their eye uh, out there when you mention Bigfoot. It's, it's funny. So, uh, although I understand that uh, Pete Carroll's been talking to him a lot. So, uh, they're having a little bit of struggle at the Seahawks <laughs> with their offense this year. And uh, they they could use another lineman. So, yeah, I, I'd say we may find out for sure. Now, I don't know if they're going to trim him up a little bit before they get him out on the field or not. I don't know how the pads will fit over all that fur. But, um, well, you know he's a big fan of jerky. Oh, yeah. He that's, has that's made it. some personal appearances <laughs> for commercials. He has those commercials. But, <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, not a whole lot to be found on high school football. I, I went by a couple of high schools while I was out there and uh, – Actually, fans were excited about the University of Washington, um, a top ten program this year, and I know fans in this area are excited about what the University of Louisville did. Picture this: <laughs> me in my hotel room up at about six thirty a.m. Seattle time, watching college game day, so I'd make sure I was on board with the nine o'clock kickoff of the Louisville Florida State game. Oh my good, nine o'clock! Nine That's o'clock right, on the West yeah, Coast. With that three-hour time difference. So, so I made it, uh, made it through that game, and then wound up having to go to work. So, um, just <laughs> it, 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 it was an interesting time out there. Uh, for people who haven't been to the Pacific Northwest, it's it's a very interesting place to visit. It's it's uh, it's on my list. It is on my list. So, uh, yeah, you were mentioning the things that went on. 75 miles down the road at the University of Kentucky. And, and you know, it, 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 it comes back to full circle with some of the, the racial tensions that we've had. And, and, and I'm not going to get into a discussion on standing up or kneeling or sitting for the national anthem or anything like that. 
people have to make up their own mind on that. Uh, I've got my opinion, and that's what it is. It's my opinion. But certainly tensions have been high in, in the country for the last year and a half or two years. And Wilbur Hackett was one of four players from the University of Kentucky who were rewarded with a statue in their honor that was unveiled last night up in Lexington. And for fans who don't realize it, it was only in the late 1960s, and Wilbur played on Manuel's state championship team in 1966. And that was the first season uh, that uh, Nate Northington and Greg Page had signed to go to the University of Kentucky and broke the color barrier in the Southeastern Conference in football. Wilbur Hackett and Houston Hogg followed the next year. Greg Page died from an an accident. He broke his neck in practice, and he died sometime after that, but he never played it down. Nate Northington wound up transferring from Kentucky. Wilbur Hackett stayed the four years, became the first African-American captain of an SEC football team his junior year, and uh, has told us some stories. You were you were there when I did the interview with him, and he told us some stories. And and even he said then that there are some stories that he just won't tell anymore of, of what went on. Now, we've come a long way. We've got a long way to go. But uh, what an outstanding person uh, that Wilbur Hackett is. Um, on the radio today. Well, go ahead, Buzz. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. no, go ahead. On the radio this afternoon, they were speaking. This was 1966. The same year that the University of Kentucky played North Texas State in the NCAA championship game, and they played Texas against, Western. T- excuse me, Texas Western. Forgive me. Yeah, I was a I was a youngster at the time, but you're <laughs> Texas Western, and it was the all white team against the the all black team, and that and that certainly was transformational as far as collegiate basketball goes. I think the writing was on the wall then. And at the same year, you've got Wilbur Hackett. Well, next year yeah. going in the SEC and going down to play Ole Miss. Yeah. It, it, and, 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 and let me set something straight. And, and I'm going to come right out front and say, when it comes to college athletics, I'm a Louisville fan first. Um, I, I like the University of Kentucky because of guys like Wilbur Hackett who went up there, and, I, and I've got a lot of respect for Wilbur. And Jake Llewellyn. Um, and, and Jake Llewellyn. Um, I, I've got to meet – and become a friend with Tommy Cron, who played on that 66 Kentucky team. But what, I, what I'm getting ready to say, Dave, is I don't remember it being that big of a deal in 1966. And maybe I was just, you know, a, a teenager uh, who was a sheltered white kid. I don't know. But I don't remember it being that big of a deal. But over the years, it kept getting bigger and bigger that Texas Western had this team. Now, they certainly had some great players, and they beat Kentucky. Um but I, I don't recall people saying this is a white versus black thing, as has been written up and portrayed in the in the movie here recently. And again, maybe I'm naive. Uh, I know I know talking to Tommy Cron, he had a lot of respect for the players at at Texas Western, and uh, which is now Texas El Paso, and uh, and so you know. But yeah, it, there there are a lot of a lot of strides have been made. But there are a lot to go. But when you think of the courage, uh, and and I saw it in Wilbur as a player 50 years ago at Manuel. I saw his heart. I saw he was the first one out of the locker room, best player on the team. Uh, you saw it the other night at the dinner when yes. we all got together and everybody was milling around, a few guys here talking, a few guys here talking. Hackett walks in the room. It's like a magnet. Everybody's right there. That's the kind of person 
and leader he is and has always been. And he, he stuck it out, and Houston Hogg stuck it out. And like I said, there are things that he won't say that happened that he won't even talk about anymore. He'll talk about some of the things and some of the things that he did and, and went through. But it must have been hell. And just uh, I, I, this, the statue thing is a great thing, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because I do have so much respect uh, for Wilbur and, and what he did. And, and now you look at, at, at teams that are integrated throughout. But the whole point that got me started on this is Wilbur reminded us that night that we shouldn't have done what we did. We were We were a team that was – probably balanced 50, 50, 55, 45, something like that, racially mixed. Now, at that time, it was it was African-American and Caucasian. It, there, there weren't Hispanics. It, it, there, there just weren't that many of them in Louisville at the time, none of them on the team at Manual. But we were racially mixed. The offensive and defensive teams, and a lot of guys like Wilbur went both ways, but the offensive and defensive teams were racially mixed. Um, all the way along there, and this was at a time I actually wrote an article um, for a group that I'm president of right after that. The Temptations sang a song called Ball of Confusion, and one of the lines in that, uh, this came out in 69, but it would have been apropos in 66, cities aflame in the summertime. You had the riots in, in, uh, in the Watts area of L.A., Detroit, uh, and all along, and in 68 you had riots right here in Louisville, and yet we came together as a cohesive unit. We had each other's backs. Uh, the locker room, it, there was a lot of stuff that went on, but it was it was never poking and pointing fingers at, well, you guys are this or you guys are that. And, and, and at a time when we shouldn't have been together, we were together. And, and that's something nobody can take away from me or that team. It, it's uh, the, the beauty of sports. Yeah. And uh, the only color that matters yeah. is the color on your jersey. And I, I felt that I was a, a decade plus after your time. But when I when I came to Manual, it was never an issue. Yeah. I never thought about it one way or the other. And the and the, the great thing about American society is today, the kids out here playing on Friday nights, I don't think they have that type of problem. Jerry Baker, I'm the athletic director. Can I go on radio? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry just, Baker, the athletic director. Just ahead of visit. High school stepped in there. Welcome. You, you want to sit in and talk to us for a minute while yeah. we got halftime? <laughs> We'll, we'll get anybody in here. Yeah, yeah. It's and 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 fans. Uh, you know, I normally don't get involved in a deep conversation, but uh, but certainly uh, this is is near and dear to my heart. So, actually, we're going to be joined now by Jerry Baker for the athletic director here at Western High School. Welcome to OgoRadio.com. Well, I appreciate it. appreciate y'all having me. Well, we we appreciate you having room in the press box for us, and it looks like the field's been in pretty good shape for the night now. Yes, it has. Yeah, and so. Obviously, things aren't going how you would like them tonight for Western, but all in all, what's the sports programs like at Western going on They're right They're improving. Um, okay. I know since we're a 4A school and you're 6A, we're looking forward to the district. Kind right. of rough schedule. Yeah, yeah. it's a rough yeah. schedule. I think you all seen it. We played Ballard, played you all, have mail on senior night. So it's it's difficult. Um, I think it's mine. Oh, good. And uh, just we're looking for progress, looking for pauses coming yeah. out of these type of games. Um, I do appreciate y'all traveling well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure, yeah, and that, that that's a good thing. This is one of the things that, that I speak on a lot. Fans, I, I'm talking to everybody out there who's listening to us right now. 
come out to the games. You can always pick us up on the Internet after the game and listen to it. If we've got video down the road, you can watch the video. But come out to the games and watch the kids play live. They deserve your support as much as anybody. I know everybody likes to go to the big college games and watch the NFL and all that. The high school kids are the ones that are out here playing for fun, and they deserve your support. Absolutely. And they do a great job. Um, that's all i got to say. Well, how long have you been at Western? Huh? This is my second year. Okay. Um, took over after Bob Johnson retired. Yeah. Um, just the main goal for what I took over was just update the facilities. They're in pretty yeah. bad shape. We've already painted all the uh, football facilities. We're working on the locker rooms. We've uh, updated our softball press box. Painted Excellent. That. Yeah, so facilities are on the uprise. We just got to keep trying to get better kids in here. Now, yeah. with, the, with the early college program, that does help. Good. So with the early college program, you can go on campus your junior and senior year yeah. and get college hours, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And, and in spite of our love of sports and, and football and basketball and all of the other sports, we are about education in high school. Yes, so we are. And that, that's a big key to that. So, um, so being an athletic director, you probably only have to work about 15, 20 hours a week, right? <laughs> is, that each, is that each day? <laughs> each or day, that? yeah, it's more like each day. Uh, I, I know some of the ADs I've known over the years have to do things like stripe the field. People don't realize that that becomes part of your job. Or There's no telling what all. You're probably going to be emptying garbage cans after the game. I'll be picking up trash, emptying garbage cans, stripe the field. I'm out here till. One and two o'clock on a Thursday night. It's it's for the love of the game. It's for the love of the kids. Right. I love the our, our student athletes are some of the best. They're they're well mannered kids. They work hard in the classroom. They work hard on the football field, and I just appreciate them. So I try to give back to them as much as I can. And we were just we were just talking here at halftime about how sports can bring people together, and, and with some of the stuff that's going on in the country. And I'm not a deep kind of guy on things like that, but sports really do bring people together. They do absolutely yeah. yes. It, Sure does. Well, we appreciate the facilities here. And, and uh, again, being in the press box, there have been nights that we've been in the stand somewhere doing whatever <laughs> we could and, and getting it out, just a little Internet program thing. But I can it's, tell you that – Well, I appreciate the recognition. That's all – getting the, the word out saying Western's not a bad school as perceived. Not a bad school and all that. And, and I can tell you that uh, we reach at least a nationwide audience because I've already gotten a text from my sister in California that she's listening to the game tonight. Oh, that's so there great. you go. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> so well, I, yeah. I appreciate you having me. I think well, we're about to start. Yeah, yeah you've probably got a lot of work to do, yeah. and, and all we have to do is sit here and talk. So it's, it I appreciate it, your time. Appreciate Thank you. you stopping in. Thank you again. So an, an impromptu halftime interview, but certainly oh, nice. in the, very gracious host, yeah. a nice press box with air, Buzz. Yeah, with air. that's hard to beat. Yeah, when you think of some of the places we've been where it's been stifling, or uh, I, I'm not going to name anybody locally, but I still remember the the night down at Greenwood in the playoffs when we, <laughs> they had the salamander heaters in there, and, and people were almost passing out and we, you, eyes rolling in the back of their head. And it all was that. such a cold night. <laughs> We had these heaters, which which scared me to beginning for the game was score, and then all the smoke started coming yeah. out from underneath the press box. And the first thing I'm thinking is we're on fire. <laughs> and then the Greenwood folks said, "Calm down, it's just the grills underneath the press box." <laughs> but I was I was wondering whether I should jump through the window or maybe yeah, just take a chance of running through the crowd. It was a fun night. It, yeah, that uh, we certainly were indoctrinated to going on the road in the playoffs that night. So, yeah, it, and it's nice to hear it. And really, the field does look in good shape. Again, we know you fans can't see it. but um, I played many games here on Saturday mornings and afternoons. I'll bet you did growing Western, up out in this area, yeah. Western Youth Football League. 
So I kind of feel at home at this stadium. I've actually probably played more here at Western than I did at Manuals. I know I played more here. Actually saw plenty <laughs> time on the field here as opposed to Manual Stadium. Now, I, I I never played a game out here because back in my career, it was the old city-county thing, and we played all the city schools, and the only time we would have played a county school was in the playoffs. And and we scrimmaged, we scrimmaged Eastern my junior year. I'm trying to think of who we scrimmaged my senior year. Iroquois. We, we played Iroquois in a scrimmage. They were just coming into um, the city and weren't on. And I'm I, not sure why they weren't on our regular season schedule I think schedule there's yet. at least four to five high schools from your era, Buzz, that are now defunct. I was thinking about that the other day. So if anybody wants to uh, name the mascots from Stewart High School. West, oh, oh, I feel like Arnold Horshack. <laughs> <laughs> West, Westport High School. Yes. Um, Durrett High School. Bishop David High School and Flaget High School. Those are five that I can name right and, off the and top Thomas of my head. Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson. So six six high schools. Uh, drop us a note at oldgoatradio at twc.com if you can come up with those mascots. Some of them were alliterative and some of them weren't. Of course, we had uh, the former Bishop David coach on Old Goat Radio a couple of years ago. Boy, Denny that, Nash, that yeah. was a – Denny Nash was a hoot. What a fun guy. Yeah. And uh, he was our equivalent of uh, <laughs> Marv Levy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or a little bit of Lou Holtz in him, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, there was, there was, Manuel's going to be kicking off here to start yeah. the second half. Nick Cobb's got it teed up on the, on the right hash. Oh, there is a clock over there. I got my first look at it. Nice little video scoreboard. Actually, I can see, I can see it backwards in the reflection over the other way. Two deep backs for Western standing at the five. And I'm not even going to guess at those dark numerals. Cops kick is high. Short. Falls at the ten. Bounces into the return man's hands at the five. Yeah, good. And that was pretty good actually, coverage by Manuel. And that was uh, Jalen Shannon. Return He's man. called his name out quite a few times tonight. Got his hands on the ball quite a bit tonight. So it's going to be first and ten Western, and I'm pretty sure the clock should be running. And, Buzz, you're right. It is ticking right now as we pass that 35-point uh, threshold. If I line my head up just right, I can actually get a reflection looking opposite the clock through the press box windows. The problem with that is is everything's backward, and I'm getting a headache trying to figure out what it says. So it's Avery in at quarterback. Two receivers right, two to the left. Takes a snap, looking to his left under heavy pressure, gets it away. And Shannon almost made a nice one-handed catch, but it would have just been back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, there wouldn't have been much there, so the ball falls incomplete. Clock moving under 11 minutes to go here in the third quarter. By the way, quick shout-out to my older brother, and I know there are people are saying, how could he have a brother that's older than he is? He's older than Methuselah. But my older brother, Doug, celebrated his 76th birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Doug. He's probably out at Fairdale watching his grandson, Jordan Brock, who got three touchdowns in last week in Fairdale's game. Avery under pressure was a, manages to get one away. Yeah, he, he just – I'm not sure he saw anybody, but he threw it toward the middle of the field, and there was somebody close enough to where it wasn't intentional grounding. So he saved a few yards there. I think Manuel's just going to put the pressure on now and just come in. There's a, some substitutions along the defensive line. 
We're seeing number 78, Nate Barber, in on the D-line. Now he's played some on the offensive line. He's in Sean Cleason's nose tackle position. Number 76 in there as well. That's Sam Walsh. we got Motley over here playing a little left corner too. And again, looking for Shannon out of the backfield. Nothing doing. The Warriors will have to punt. Almost a, a shot put getting it out there. And that, that underneath throw worked pretty well for uh, earlier in the game, but it didn't work on this series. So it's going to bring up punting situation. Also number 80, Jacob Ioff. Jacob Ioff, 6-1-200 D lineman has been in on the defensive line in this series. Russell so. Thomas and Matt Motley are the return men. They're standing at the Western 45. Coach Carmody getting some extra guys in. Western, a player coming on late. And they certainly don't need a delay a game penalty here to move He's them. Five a little bit of an equipment problem there, yeah. too. And a little bit of guidance, too, from the backward lineup. Maybe he's a sub. And then they signaled back to the official, like, thanks, and okay. Here's Smith's kick. Actually gets a nice punt away. Bounces at the manual 46. Takes a nice western roll. Yeah, manual should have gotten away from that line. one. Uh, yeah, a low-line drive punt like that you don't normally like to see because you can outkick your coverage, but manual's players were up a little close, and he just kicked it right over them and got a good roll. So first and ten manual, but... Uh, a field flipping punt there we puts the ball on the manual 29. Stop the clock at 8:42. Let's see if there's a. I didn't see a flag anywhere. Now I think they're just stopping it for the change of position. Oh, there is, there is a flag, and it was oh on the western sideline. Let's see if that's just the sideline warning. That's probably it. Either that, or maybe they're going to wave off another one. And at this point, there looks like they're just going to. I didn't see an official call. No, I haven't yet. Maybe they're still discussing something. So we've got 8.45 left here in the third quarter. Manuel's up 40 to zip. And once the clock starts again, it will continue to run. It's interesting to see who Manuel has in at quarterback. And we do have a change. I think it's Alex Conlon. Yeah, and it looks like running backs have changed a, a little bit as well, Dave. So I think what we're going to see is, is manual. And this is a good thing. You've got district play coming up next week. You've got a short week, so you've got to recover. Let some of your players, you've got a 40 to nothing lead. And there's a personal foul penalty against manual, so that's going to back them way back to the 15. So that's going to, that's going to start this drive in a hole. Just something that there's – I'm not sure what happened. Obviously, it was along the sidelines up here well away from where the punt was. First and ten, Crimson's now the ball on, what, the 15? They'll start from the 15, and the clock starts running. So it's Conlon under center. And he had a fullback uh, jump. Quick toss to the left. He's taken down for a gain of about two. Yeah, I think there's a flag on the far side of the field. There should have been. <laughs> yeah. That was Russell Thomas on the carry. But they're not discussing anything, so maybe they thought he was in motion, Dave. <laughs> 
Maybe he just want to get this one over. Maybe. Yeah, the fullback was obviously offside. Eight minutes to go, third quarter. Oh, that was just a shift. That's what it was. He just shifted. So it's going to be second down and eight for the Crimsons. Conlon's going to come up under center. Looks like a complete new offensive line, too. Long snap count. Conlon rolling right, under pressure, throws a bomb, but there's nobody home on the sideline, so it's going to be a third and long. Got a good yeah, arm. He, yeah, he definitely was able to get his shoulder squared, rolling right, and got the ball out there. It kind of sailed out of bounds on him, going to bring up third down. He was part of uh, one of the most memorable plays in J.P. Manual football history Monday with the Hail Mary pass. <laughs> And I'm sure there's a lot of memorable JV moments. I'm sure there are. <laughs> that was they, one I actually witnessed. They just don't get to be seen by as many people as the varsity games. Twin, twins right. In an eye formation, Conlon under center. And Western jumps off sides. Yeah, they've got, to, they've got to say something about that one. And that was Raiden Love off sides. So it made a third and eight, now a manageable third and three for the reserves. So that, make, that makes it a little bit better. And, but you're going to see this when you've got some players in who haven't been. And, and even if Western's playing their same group, what you're going to see is, is they're going to have players that are – now there's a different quarterback cadence and all of that, so things will change up a little bit. Third and three. They stay with the eye. Hand off again, Thomas. Thomas is hitting him in the backfield, but breaks a tackle, fights forward, and I think he might have fought for maybe just a loss of one or maybe back to line of scrimmage, but a good effort. So this is going to bring up fourth and four. Fourth and, four. and I think they're going to leave Conlon on. And let's see if he's going to be the punter for this. Actually, he's the up back. They've got Sissel on the kick. Manuel faked the punt last week at Ballard, but I don't think you'll see that now. Under six minutes to go in the third. So, yeah, Manuel now again with, with the clock running. These guys are going to get some experience. Low snap. They look like they had a shot at that one. Mm -hmm. Ball bounces at the 48. It's going to be fielded at the 36. He rolls backwards. Dodges one, two, and then the pursuit catches up with him back to the 30-yard line of Western. Good coverage. We've got a score from Trinity. It looks like Trinity is up 28 to nothing with 2.59 left in the second quarter. I'm not even sure who they're playing. But they're they're playing, playing Jefferson Town. Jefferson Town, okay. Russell Rigdon's first season out there at J-Town. We wish him the best. Some some growing pains, yeah. Um into the first quarter, Wagner and Central were scoreless. St. X leads PRP late in the first quarter, 14-7. Obviously, some of these scores are well behind that we're getting to you. Fern Creek up on Fairdale, 7 to nothing. It was Thompson up the middle. I think he gets about five, so it's going to be second and five. And again, here at Western, it is manual 40. Western zero. Thomas Jefferson, not Thomas Jefferson. You, guys, <laughs> got, you got me thinking about that. Thomas Nelson 
up eight to seven over Moore. Moore's having quietly having a very good they year. They are. Four minute mark of the third. Central scored first to take a seven to nothing lead over. Handoff. Thompson's got a first down. And then forward. Some. Bounced off a couple tackles and made a good run. Uh, Central Doss is up eighteen to nothing over over Atherton. And so far, Central, it looks like, is up now 14 to nothing as I'm finally catching up on the scores. And then Wagner fumbled the kickoff, and Central returned it for a touchdown, up 21 to nothing. So oh Coach my. Jordan Johnson. Um, not the start that they not wanted. Not the start that they wanted. That's still in the first half. Fern Creek was up 27 to zip over Fairdale at halftime. Thompson takes the handoff, goes off right side. He's across midfield, and a flag comes in late. So it was 27 to nothing close to halftime in the uh, Central Wagner game in St. X at halftime was up on Pleasure Ridge Park 14 to 7. 15 yard penalty against Manuel with the face mask is going to give Western their best field position of the night. So actually it's only a 5 yard penalty. So ball first down at the 44 of, of the Crimson. Still pretty good point for Western to be on this draft. Two receivers both ways, and it's going to be Avery out of the shotgun. Good protection. Looks like they might have been setting up the screen. Rolls left. He's going to pull it down and run. Makes a nice move, but only picks up one as he decided to just to keep it himself. Yeah, he lost his footing a little bit there, Dave, and then went down. Manuel with a lot of uh, second-team players in there. So these guys, it's up to them to preserve the shutout. You don't want to have a drop-off. And really, this is an opportunity for them to shine to let the coaches know that they can be counted on on Friday night and get that opportunity. Every rep is so important in high school football. Oh, it, it's um, – There's nothing like the butterflies your first time on the field in a varsity game. Boy, it's just deer in the headlights, you, man. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> Anybody that's ever played at that level knows exactly what I'm talking Absolutely. about, whether you're a freshman – Sophomore, junior, or even the senior sometimes, you're like, oh, wow, the big stage. So Avery, plenty of time rolling to his right. Still rolling, fakes, pump fakes. He's going to run across the 40, 35. He's got a first down. I'm not sure how effective that pump fake is, is when you shift the ball to your left hand and then <laughs> fake with the right. But he gained some yardage, and they're going to move the sticks. That's a first down. And he just sat back in the pocket. Manuel was rushing three, and they weren't getting to him. And then Manuel lost all contain, didn't set the edge. And so it's a first and ten for Wagner. I, I read too many scores from other places, and now I'm all confused. For the Warriors. Quit doing that. For the, for the Western Warriors. At the 33. Back to the I formation. Handoff. Thompson, he's got a seam. Wow, big tackle by number 78 of Manuel. Yeah, and, and that was that was just a, a nice play. Nate Manuel, Barber with a touchdown saving tackle. Manuel had a had a guy right over the center just come through almost untouched and drag the quarterback down, but he was able to get the handoff off to the running back. And it turned into a big game. It's going to be second down and two for the Warriors, and they are on the move. This should be the last play of the quarter. 
Handoff again. Thompson, this time he's going to be stacked up short of the first. Yeah, They're going to let him pushing. continue to, to wrestle. Finally, whistle comes down. Yeah, and, and Dave, this is something that they can do in today's game that we couldn't back in my day. You, you see a blocker, the, the running back gets ahead of him for whatever the reason. Well, then the blocker gets in back and starts pushing, and it's almost like a rugby scrum. It, it, it was a penalty. If, if you aided a running back it, pushing them, trying to help them move a pile, that was a penalty. And uh, I'm not sure when the rule changed or why the rule changed because now you get, you know, 10, 12 guys trying to push each other back and forth, and then you got somebody in the middle. What's going to happen in the middle? And we've got a timeout called. It's in the quarter, Buzz. That's why they called timeout. Okay. I knew that. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of aiding and abetting, whatever it is with a runner, I think I got flagged for that a few times on this very field. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to remind me that you can't do that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that, it, but it's it's just one of the, the little differences in the game today as to where it was back 50 years ago when I was playing. Uh, how you use your hands on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball are, are much different. Yeah, you had to keep them into your chest. Now, one thing that we could do that you don't see anymore was we could use a forearm like a club. And, uh, and I mean, you could come up. if it, it, Flipper, and, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and you could, the, the way you shed a blocker, because he was going to come out and try to drive you back, and he's the, the low man wins. We've all heard that. But we would get low, but then we would come up, and where he's trying to drive us with a shoulder, you, you come up with the forearm, hit him square in the chest, and lift him up and then shed him. Start the fourth quarter. Avery back. Looking like a screen. He escapes pressure. Let's one go. He's got a completion inside the 20. Zip that one right in. Pretty nice coverage over there by number 20 for Manuel. That's Sterling Patillo. And uh, Patillo, just a sophomore, a 5'8", 150-pound sophomore defensive back. And that's going to be a first and 10 for Western. Manuel would be well served to put a little more pressure on. They're only rushing three. And they're not getting to the quarterback. And he's starting to gain a little confidence, yes, I believe, he is. Dave. Yes, he is. First down at the 20. Avery back to pass again. Plenty of time. Got, got a man at the 10, number 11, Adele Green. And that's going to make it first and goal. Just zipped it right out there. Tackle there. Patillo again in on that tackle along with number 42, Jacob Bratcher. And it's going to be... First and goal now for the Warriors. Fine-looking drive. And Avery starting to look like hone a starter. In zone in on his passes. and Got good size, too. Yeah. Keep it on the ground this time. Go to Thompson. Got the pile moving forward. Yeah. Still on his feet. Finally, the scrum ends at about the one. My whole point about that moving pile like that with people pushing from both sides and them letting it go on is, is I wonder how, how often somebody's going to have somebody else fall on the back of their ankle or, or leg or something like that. I, I'm concerned for the safety more than anything of the players. I think they mark it at the three. So a second go from the three. Avery takes a snap, drops straight back, then has a roll left, and he's going to be brought down. Number Just 85. a great job. That, that's uh, Graham Overstreet did a nice job coming in from his defensive end position and, and back pretty much up. untouched. 
Back them up to the 12, third and goal. 940 and counting. And that's what you want your defense to do. You want them to rise to the occasion. And again, these guys are getting a chance to play. Well, if you want to see more time on Friday night, now's the time to perform. The real time to perform is in practice, but you've got a chance now. Show the coach what you can do when the, when the bright lights are on. Four receiver look, two to both sides again. Avery hands off to Thompson. Kind of surprised with the call. He fights back down to the five-yard line. Yeah, he was stopped in the backfield and shifted around, made a couple good moves. Junior's had some nice looks tonight. Kenneth Thompson. Logan Logston in on the defensive line, 6'3", 298, junior. He's one of 22 juniors on this uh, Western team, so you, look, you think next year should be a really good season for Actually, the Actually, he's on the manual. Okay. He's, he's on the manual defensive line. Okay, I was speaking of the running back, though, Western. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's fourth and goal from the five. Avery back to pass. Under pressure, he rolls back to the left. Does a nice job of eluding the flow. He's across the ten, and then he's going to be brought down at the eight. Boy, he did a nice job of reversing his field. Yeah, he did. left and turned around, rolled to the right, and he had a, a lot of green in front of him, but the, because the outside linebacker closed on him. And, and, and Manuel had enough pressure on him. He actually, toward the end of the run, a couple of Manuel defenders came up to make the tackle, which they had to do. And he had three guys in an area and only one manual defender there. But they were so close to each other, I think he couldn't throw it up uh, to them. And uh, so he, he couldn't let loose of it. Manuel was able to stop him and take over on downs. So it's going to be first down manual. With less than eight minutes to go. And we get a whistle. I think somebody wants a timeout. Yeah, I, I'm not sure Manuel had enough players on the field. Timeout Manuel. 7.40 to go in the fourth quarter. Does, Manuel 40, like did, West or, or nothing. And of course, with a lot of mass substitutions, it's not unusual for yeah. a, a player to forget that he's on X, Y, or Z team. Yeah, you, you need to get in there. I, I can tell you, Dave, there was a play against DeSales my junior year. And Hackett had to go out for a play. I'm not sure what happened, but he had to go out. Well, I was his backup on defense at the time. So, you know, those words, Frank, get in there. And I, so I was, I was in, and we had gotten a quick early lead on DeSales. And they had a good running back, a fellow by the name of Tom Dietz. And uh, so I went in Hackett's position, and it was like third and short or whatever. And they ran Dietz, and, and it was – so neat to play with all of those guys on the first team who were so good and I just had to do my job and I wound up getting a tackle because everything was the way the defense our defense was orchestrated it was like the play was run right to me and everybody took everybody else out of the way nobody blocked me and I made the tackle and I thought that was really cool and I looked up and here's Hackett coming back in I thought I just made a tackle <laughs> handoff to the fullback it's out to the 18-yard line. That's, That's a pretty new running back. Let's see yeah, if we can get his number. Pretty good run on first down there. So it was well served to take that time out and get the right play called. It's going to be second and eight. I'm second and two, gain of eight. That Bowen Daniel on the carry. And is that yet another quarterback in there, Dave, or is that still Conlon number 10? It's hard to tell whether it's 10 or 18. Well, 18 is Conlon. So, yeah, that's that's Conlon still. Yes. 
<laughs> I actually have looked at the program a time or two this year. You just can't tell. Ball's on the ground on the snap. Western's going to pick this one up. Can they get in for a touchdown? Is that the five? He's going to take it in. He's very close to the goal oh, line. man. Conlon made the tackle, but not until the defender picked it up and rambled down to the four-yard line of Manuel. Just a, just a bad snap, yeah, it, bad exchange. It, yeah. It, clearly, I'm prejudiced, but my guess would be the quarterback pulled his hands out early. That's usually <laughs> <laughs> No, fans, I played center, and, and – you know the center quarterback change. It you should it it should always just look easy, and it's not. There's a lot of timing and a lot of reps go in day after day after day in practice. But it's it's a basic play that you have to orchestrate. And that time it just didn't go well. But I'm sure these guys getting some of their first game action could have been a little nervous, as Dave said. Now so it's up to the defense. Western in business at the three. Avery handoff Thompson, and boy, he breaks a tackle at the three. Number 72 had him yeah, stopped he, in the backfield. He spun him around and just strong legs. He kept him moving. Cameron Stinnett had him for a loss, and uh, Thompson just did a nice job of keeping his balance and fighting forward. That's so important in a running back to keep your legs moving and keep your balance, and he was he was able to get closer to the goal line. Hand off again. This time it's going to be – it is Stewart – Thompson again on the carry. It, and, or was it, that the quarterback keeper? I, I'm not. I, I, I think tell. Dave. What it looked like to me, he did was he handed the ball off to the running back and then got behind him and pushed him. Just what we were talking about just a moment or two ago. Except he's not a lineman, but I, I think Avery was just kind of aiding the the runner there and uh, trying to move that pile. But that time, Manuel was stout enough that it didn't move. It's going to bring up third and goal at the five minute mark of the fourth. So this defense kind of making a name for themselves. And this is one where you wonder if they're probably going to go wide now. They've tried up the middle twice. Now they're going to throw Avery's it. Avery's going to throw. Got his He's man. Got his I think man that's for a touchdown. touchdown. And, and good for a touchdown. It was Benjamin Young on the reception. And, and, and Dave, he threw that ball in there really well. Just a nice pass. Yeah, threw it up there where his receiver could get it and no defender could. And uh, they didn't try to run it over Manuel's big defensive line that time, and so it's a touchdown for Western. So it's 40 to 6 now. Looks like Western's going to go for two. Well, you know, I'm saying this somewhat facetiously, but if you score a touchdown and convert the two point conversion, five scores will tie this game. You've got to teach them to keep trying, keep fighting. And, you know, and there's probably somebody out there laughing at that right now. But, you know, if, if I'm a coach, I, I want my kids to keep fighting, and I want them to know that I've got Oh, them. and it's picked off by Manuel. It's unfortunate. It's a college. Yeah. In, in college, you can take it back for two. Just a little swing um, pass. And, and I believe in the NFL you can take it back for two now. And there was a time in high school you could. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a time for a couple of years that – Graham Overstreet had the interception. <laughs> Unfortunately, the whistle's blown dead once he made the yeah, catch. A little swing yeah. pass out of the backfield. He played it well, though. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that's what you want. You want, your, you want your kids on every play to do what they're coached to do. And, and I, I mentioned that play where I went in for Hackett against his sales way back. And I went in and I did what I was coached to do. The, the other ten players made it so easy to do that because that defense was that good. That was the game where, where we, like, 
took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. And on DeSales' first play, William Schultz intercepted a pass and ran it in for a touchdown. I think I've got those right. So it, in like a, less than a minute's time, we were up 14 to nothing. And I got in later in the game. But, um, those those things, when you get your opportunity, uh, you just want you want to do what the coaches have told you to do, and that's why practice is so important. So Western now on the board. It's forty to six, and they're going to kick it off. Here's Smith's kick, short, going to be fielded at the twenty-five, and it was number nineteen on the return. Yeah, that's Jalen Riley. 5'10", 148-pound sophomore, and he did a nice job, Dave. He backed up a couple steps and caught the ball and then just took it right upfield. I would say he was his primary job on that kick return was to block, but once he saw the ball coming right at him, rather than let it go over his head and maybe be in no man's land bouncing around, he caught it and ran it. Manuel's had a long storied history over three, three centuries, Buzz, but when I see 19, <laughs> there's only one player I think of. Keenan Burton. I'm thinking Keenan Burton, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keenan was, we talked about the old GOAT interviews. Keenan was in the GOAT pen and did an interview. I think he's still working with the NFL now. Power eye look. Long snap count. Hand off straight ahead off the left tackle. And that was Bowen Daniel with another carry. He'll pick up three. Not a whole lot there on that play, but three-yard gain. Pretty good line surge there from what is mostly the second-team line. 3.15 and counting. Keenan Burton, another manual player who went on to the University of Kentucky to continue his football career and played with your Rams for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Sure thing, sure was. Some good seasons. The now Los Angeles Rams, formerly the St. Louis Rams, <laughs> formerly the Los Angeles Rams. Also known as the Fickle Rams. <laughs> <laughs> formerly the Cleveland Rams for people who go way back. Quick toss to the right. Boy, I'll tell you, there were a couple good licks delivered, but number Bolt, 21. Bolt, Newton on the carry. Newton is a senior running back, and he, he took like two hits right at the same time, and like both guys just kind of bounced off, and he slipped through them. Didn't quite get the first down, but that was a sturdy run. Third and four for Manuel. 26 and counting. This is a very, very fast game. The first down here could just about wrap this game up. New quarterback in for Manuel, number 28. I don't see him on the roster. Handoff again to 21. Jaden Newton, J-Bo Newton, number 28 is the new quarterback for Manuel. I'm going to say that's either Samuel Bismeyer or Zach Rechtenwald. They're two freshmen listed as quarterbacks. I'm going to go with I'm Zach Wall. He got some action Monday in the JV game, and okay. he, he's built similar to him. Okay. So 135 and clicking. So with Manuel getting a first down, this I, I would say this series will wrap it up. They, I don't think they've got to run but a couple plays, Dave, with the running clock and all that. This, so. You're very near the end now. And off again, Newton. Gets a seam around the right end. Down to the 48 of Western. But good strong run, but a really nice tackle by Rayshon Johnson, just a freshman for Western. 
came over from what I would say was his linebacker position. Although it was eight yards downfield, he delivered a pretty good shoulder. And it's going to be second and two for Manuel. Less than a minute to go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this will be the last play of the game. I would think after this, they'll probably just stay in the huddle. Two receivers left. Manuel in an eye formation. Long snap count. And he takes They're a just knee. going to take a knee and, and let the clock run out. Dave, <laughs> this is an exciting night for me, and it's not just because it's manual football night on Friday. But out here on Dixie Highway, I got a chance to swing by Indies on oh the way boy. out here for some, <laughs> for some chicken, and now I'm going to have time to go to Starbucks on the way home. <laughs> that's a triple play that's just hard to beat. Don't forget to stop by the new Super Kroger. <laughs> it just opened up yesterday. Oh, man. Man, it is a mecca. It's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, just – being in Valhalla or something. So that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, a final score of 40-6, to six, Manuel over Western. Dave, any thoughts on this game? It went pretty quickly. Very fast-moving game. Uh, pretty well played by both teams. Yeah, I think I think Western, with their numbers and being a 4A team, at some point in time you've got to schedule up if you're Manuel. And, and, you know, it's kind of hard to travel out in the state, so you're not going to find any 6A teams from in the state probably that want to play you too often. And so good tune-up for Manuel yeah, going into district play. The the one question mark is going to be uh, Bryce Cosby, yeah, I mean, and, and how he comes out of it after he was uh, shaken up earlier in the game. He didn't come back, and, and whether that was just precautionary, we won't know until sometime next week, I'm sure. But uh, that's a key can, element for Manuel to have for district play. Unless we can find some sort of Manuel, uh, somebody gives a tip on the inside. Yeah, friends of the goats. For Western, you kind of look at their schedule, and you kind of think they're kind of doing the same thing that Central did, scheduling yep. a lot of the 6A teams. I mean, they had Seneca, Butler, Ballard, and Manuel, you know, so four out of their first six games are 4A opponents. I mean, the, 6A opponents. Yeah, the old saying, that that doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. However, the one thing that can happen is, is if you get too beat up, then it makes it a lot harder, and that's one of the drawbacks when you're a, a smaller classification school going against a larger school. And not very deep. And not very deep. That That's the one drawback. But I think this Western team can make some noise in the district, and uh, they got a lot of young players, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here in the future. So um, we're going to wrap it up here from Western High School. For David Wright, our producer back at the <laughs> at the what, – what did we call that? The Goat, Goat Central. The Goat Central. John Wright, and for Jacob Llewellyn, who is, I guess because I showed up, he he's didn't back want on to come. The, he's on the Bigfoot hunt. Oh, he's on the Bigfoot hunt now. So anyhow, for David Wright, Jacob Llewellyn, and John Wright, I'm Buzz Frank. Final score, Manual 40, Western 6. Thanks for listening.